Coming up next on The Ziggler Show, the only thing that makes us any different throughout our lives is the new information we are exposed to and whether it inspires us to take action on it. In this episode, I share a story from Zig Ziglar about a very mediocre guy who literally accidentally stumbled upon a personal development resource, really interesting one, that then led to a radical literally fairy tale life change. Well, from this, I ask Ziegler listeners, if you've gone from not much to a place you're proud of, what gave you hope and belief you could do it? There were incredible sharings from the audience. And, uh, you know, I'll say if you want to join these discussions, just find and friend me on Facebook at agent K is in Kevin agent K Miller. Uh, but such incredible sharings that Tom Ziegler and I talked through them, but I think we actually talked less than we normally do because it was just so rich to read through them and to hear these catalysts that people had for the hope in their lives that took them again from not much to something significant. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person, then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. Tom, I'm going to kick us off by just reading some really good testimonials. You ready? Ready. Je- Jennifer Harshman here, and she always has such great responses. She says, I've always had drive that wouldn't die, and then I was helped along by your dad. And that, she's actually talking to me, so she was saying Dan Miller uh, by myself, by Free Agent Academy. So Free Agent Academy that I ran a long time ago, helping entrepreneurs or people who wanted to be, she was a part of that. And so I asked her though, I said, so you had drive and then some appropriate resources helped you make the actual progress you desired? Uh, and she said, yeah, absolutely. I knew there had to be a way after all so many others had gotten there. And if they can do it, Others can too. I can too. The appropriate resources help me make the progress, find other great resources and build relationships. And the relationships are so key. So I know Jennifer and I can testify that she has gone through a lot of hard stuff and she has achieved a lot of success and she has always uh, I mean, she mentions again, my free agent Academy, that was at this point, it could have been a decade ago that she was a part of that and she has stayed plugged in. So no matter what's going on in personal life and challenges, she has stayed uh, plugged in. And I also appreciate, Tom, just her saying, and because I, I feel like we all need to do this better, is to look out there and say, look, other people are doing it. And we tend to do that and 
criticize ourselves for that or criticize others. Hey, everybody else doing, you could do it too, or I should be able to do it as well. But to look at that with hope instead. So somebody else has done it and somebody else has honestly done it with less going for them and more going against them. And that should give me hope. So I appreciate her testimony to that. That's perfect. You know, a lot of times we, we make success about what, what other people do. And so my wife and I were talking two days ago in the car, you know, how do you define success? Is it, you know, dad said success is the maximum uh, utilization of the abilities that God gave you. I heard someone else say that success is the, 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 is measured by the obstacles and challenges you've overcome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, what spiritual success is it? Is that the relationship you have with God? I mean, those are all different definitions of what success is. And then it reminds me of calling. Uh, I have a saying that says, uh, your calling is not meant to fit who you are today, Hmm. but who God created you to become. Hmm. And a lot of people, they... uh, they have this big calling and they think, oh, that could never be me. And they hesitate to start. And my, you know, what Jennifer did is she reached out, right? She said, I don't know. Well, guess what? You're not supposed to know. Yeah. <laughs> the struggle, the growth, the learning, that's, that's, that's why our calling's bigger than we are. Because if we were just delivered our calling, we, we wouldn't be strong enough to support it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that because sometimes as we're looking for our calling and feel out of touch with it, maybe I thought you were going to bring up the Ziegler be, do and have, you know, I have not become yet the person I need to be to find that calling. But I'll tell you somebody who fits in there that, you know, well, was our next comment here, Jessica Smith Moyer. Now, I'm especially fond of her because she first was a podcast listener. So uh, I'm proud of that. And then she came to ZLC, Ziegler Legacy Certification. And she has really plugged in. And she said, mentorship and small successes. And I said, mentorship that you pursued or that found you? She says, I pursued it through John Maxwell and then Zig Ziglar. And of course, we know that she has fully plugged into Ziglar and has been to multiple events. She's a Ziglar coach now, and she has a business um, that is flourishing. So I love, love her testimonial. Here's a, here's a deep one. You ready, Tom? Uh, James Owen, and I'm, I'm not, I don't remember James commenting before. This may be a first time. He says, I struggled through depression and anxiety in my twenties through counseling and healing. I realized that God had a plan for my life. I had to get past my limiting beliefs and embrace hard work and perseverance to attain the goals, which I once thought were impossible. I am blessed to be in business now for myself for the past 19 years with 18 employees married with six children. And I have the ability to attain darn near any dream I can imagine. Simply stated, it comes down to belief. What you believe is the foundation for what happens in your life. And I said, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing. What made you so open to that initial counseling and healing when he was at such a low point when he was 20? And he says, I became open to counseling and healing in my mid-20s when I was unable to work due to severe depression. I was married with three, three small children at the time. My wife wanted to see me get better. So with her encouragement, I received outpatient counseling for more than a month. And my breakthrough came when I, for the first time in my life, opened up about severe physical and mental abuse that I went through as a, chi- as a child. 
My mother told me over and over again, I was worthless. I would never amount to anything. Unfortunately, up to that point, I believed what she told me. I started to believe God loved me and I am worth a lot to him and others. And I, for the first time, started to love myself. I began to have confidence in me and God's plan for my life. After that turning point in my life, it has been a completely astounding transformation and journey. I'm a business owner, a president of a nonprofit. I became a pilot and my wife and I adopted two teenagers from foster care. I plan on writing several books. God is a miracle worker and I am proof of that. I mean, this is a modern day testimony of the story that we started off with that your father told from probably 40 years ago, Tom. Wow. Yeah. That's an amazing story, James. And I, and I think there's something in here that's so key. And he said the turning point happened when he understood that he'd been lied to, that his worth mm-hmm. was based on God. Right. Uh, and, and that's a belief thing. And so everybody is listening and you're feeling like, gosh, how do I get there? Part of it is you got to believe the truth. And here's the truth. The, the truth is, as the world lies to us, we lie to ourselves. And there's only one thing that doesn't lie to us. And so we've got when there, when we believe something and God's word says something, we've got a choice to make. Which one are we going to believe? The known liar or the one who's it's impossible to lie. And that's a shift in belief. And so now I have worth and value, not because of what I did, but because of who created me. And that's a powerful thing. And, and that is a, um, that's a hard door to find sometimes, especially uh, based on circumstances and background and places that people have been. But I tell you what, when that door opens, it's never the same. Well, and I, and I want to point out there too, as people hear that and hear that hope, which is, is really what Zig led off his talk with that hope is that when you hear that the person who does approve of you, who loves you, accepts you, says you're enough is God. I know that's so often hard for people to get tangible with. And I would say, as so many people talk about in this thread here that seek people out, God talks through people and puts his hands physically on you through people and find those people who can tell you God's truth when it sometimes feels hard to find it from, from God, from the Lord tangibly. Yep. Shemus Parish. He says, I still can't believe where we are and what we have. And I'm not being humble. I grew up in extreme or an absolute extreme poverty. My wife of 16 years and I now own a small service business with three employees and growing a nice, modest 2000 square foot home. And we have no real needs. We are extremely, extremely blessed. Um, Again, those, these stories, this is why we put this out there, Tom, right? To hear people that this is not, this information is not pie in the sky. People are walking and living this out. Jeff Jones here. He says, I literally woke up every morning knowing today would be better than the previous day. And I knew I was working toward a goal. I never doubted it for one second. Uh, And I said, well, what an immense gift. What What exposure helped you with this faith? And he says, I used to work for a sound and lighting company. And while I was still playing in a band on my time off, I can remember listening to podcasts when I was doing menial tasks 
like assembling trusses for the light rig, etc. I used to spend hours doing this and I would listen to every bit of content available to me. When I had finished what was available from Zig Ziglar, I would go on to John Maxwell and I soon discovered uh, your dad, Kevin, Dan Miller in the middle of all that. Then I discovered Andy Andrews via Dave Ramsey. And it was very common for me to spend two to three hours per day with a constant stream of positive content through podcasts. It became the foundation for, uh, of my mindset and my outlook was built upon that. So I'm going to jump back up there because I questioned him because he said, I literally wake up at, woke up every morning knowing today would be better than the previous day. And I knew it was, I was working towards a goal. I never doubted it for one second. So that's something that we often can hear from somebody and it's hard to relate to. Because most of us are not quite that pre-programmed to just have everything be awesome and perfect. Of course, when I questioned Jeff, what did he say? Well, he didn't say he just woke up from that, like that from birth. He says, oh, I was pumping myself two to three hours per day. Back to our story that we start off with, with all this positive content. And for a little context there, for those of you who listen to Christian music, a band, very popular band, Big Daddy Weave. So Jeff, from their, uh, before they were ever known to their height of fame, Jeff was the drummer. That's Jeff Joe. So you, if you know Big Daddy Weave, you've probably seen Jeff at some point uh, up on stage, begging away on the drums. He finally left that, started a business, and was actually a part of my Free Agent Academy uh, back in the day. And he, and he started a business, had success with that, but ultimately sold that business, and now has entered real estate. And I got a testimonial from him. I may even have him on a show, Tom, or at least talk about it more, because it's such a neat uh, thing to see how he jumped from different things to different things. He had a long, uh, varied career, and now he feels like he's really where he's enjoying himself more than ever. He has knocked it out of the park as a rookie realtor, and this year he'll, well, I don't know if he'd want me to divulge that. He's making a lot of money this year and just enjoying it and really enjoying just his interaction and engagement with the people he works with. He is just literally on cloud nine. Uh, so there you go, though. We go back to, you know, what's the secret to your success? Back to our original message. He was pumping himself full over and over and over and over and over with this positive, hopeful messages. You know, uh, dad's quote um, is so true here. You are what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. And then I simplified that quote into my own words, and it's what you feed your mind determines your appetite. And so I want everybody to hear two key points around this. If you are unhappy and not fulfilled with where you are right now, I want you to look at a pattern. And the pattern is, is what, what do you, if you could do anything, what is it that you would want to do and become? How would you want people to view you? What, what character qualities would they describe you with? What would you be known for in your community? And then ask yourself, what are the things that you would need to listen to and read and associate with intentionally two to three hours a day over many, 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 many months that would produce in you that fruit? So that's the first thing. Uh, Whenever we get uh, frustrated or unhappy with where we are, we got to look with what are we feeding our mind? And then the second thing is the other side of feeding your mind, which is, 
what do we have to cut off that's going into our mind that's dragging us back down? Because I want to tell you something. Um, you, you can't overcome 30 minutes of beatdown with 30 minutes of positive input. Hmm. It's probably going to be five to one. Yeah. It's going to take two and a half, three hours of the right information to overcome 30 minutes of beatdown. And you can define beatdown however you want, right? It can be negative self-talk. It can be, you know, like the previous one with the mom saying, you're no good. You'll never amount to anything. It's not something that just happens unless there's a spiritual transformation. And I've got news for everybody who has the spiritual transformation. You can have that transformation instantly. It's amazing. But guess what? You've now got to feed the new transformation and cut off the old root. Otherwise, otherwise, and this is, you know, in Christianity, we call it discipleship and, you know, and study and, and putting the good stuff in. It, it's just that's the way we are as human beings. So, so I love what, you know, what Jeff, I love the follow up question to Jeff's answer, and that is months of saying, I'm not satisfied with where I am, but I'm going to take inspiration and listen to the truth from others who are where I want to be. And by the way, I looked at the names that he mentioned, Zig Ziglar, Dan Miller, John Maxwell, Andy Andrews, Dave Ramsey, and none of them are drummers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so don't get confused. Yeah, uh, It's not what they do. It's the way they think that you're wanting to learn about tom your your statement there feeding the transformation uh, maybe that's not new but for some reason that just resonates with me that whatever growth i want whatever transformation i want whatever problem i need to solve how am i feeding that how am i literally feeding that okay i'm going to be chewing on chewing on that here's a here's a couple more john simpson he says, uh, I went bankrupt over $10 million. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, over a million dollars 10 years ago. How's that? A million dollars, though, 10 years ago. Now I'm out of debt except for the house. Dave Ramsey's story told me I could do it again debt-free. Uh, and uh, I said, Did, was it just that it? Hearing someone else had overcome it that gave you faith he could, you could do it? He says, yes, absolutely. You know, and to that feeding the transformation, Tom, it just, you know, I think we just have this inherent concept that something's going to change. We're going to wake up and just feel better someday. We're going to wake up and just feel uh, more confident someday. And it reminds me of somebody I want to contact again, Tom, one of the first people that you and I interviewed here on this show back when we did the, you know, the interviews together. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this episode on what inspired people to go from not much to something significant in their lives. And next, I read from a listener who commented. Again, you can join these discussions on Facebook. Just find me at agentkmiller.com. And he responded with how he was a million dollars in debt, bankrupt, and how he clawed out of that and where he is today and what he's so grateful for, and what inspired him to it. 
was Tom Rath. So Tom, if you get folks don't know him, if you've ever seen the book and done the personality profile success 2.0, that was Tom Rath. Uh, now it's, I think it was kind of bought. Now it's the Gallup success 2.0. But Tom Rath. So Tom wrote, he's written other books too, but he wrote one called Fully Charged. And that's what Tom, you and I talked to him about. And his interest in that, his muse was that concept of, is it a good day? Well, you know, gosh, I got up this morning and man, the weather's really nice. My wife was just, gosh, she was really sweet to me. And the kids, they just got out the door on time and, and, and it, was, it was all happy. And man, my commute to work, there's no cars in the way. And I've got there in record time and got there and somebody brought donuts, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was all these things. And it was a good day. And what about the next day? Man, I don't know. I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And then, you know, the kids were grumpy, there's traffic jam, whatever. And so he was going into that. What makes up a good day? Is it just happenstance? That's how we tend to look at it. And of course, the moral of the story from his book, Fully Charged, was no, there's specific ingredients that we can take control of and dictate that every day, in essence, can be a good day or at least a gooder day. How's that? Uh, In the same way that you said, Tom, that we are feeding that transformation, whatever that goal is we want to achieve, that problem is we want to solve, that desire that we want to fulfill, what am I doing? I mean, it's kind of a, I know it sounds elementary, but for some reason it just kind of struck me, Tom. What a neat little exercise everybody take right now. Everybody, you know, to think about what's a goal or three goals you have, or as you've taught us, Tom, sometimes uh, more people think about problems. What are problems you want to solve? Uh, and uh, just some desires you want to fulfill, what are you doing to feed that? Well, there's no better, that transforming of that issue. I mean, it's just basic elementary pithy stuff, and it just doesn't get more truthful. And I like what John Simpson said. John's one of our uh, speakers, and he said Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Now, the reason I like that is because he said, well, I knew Dave's, Days Ramsey's story told me I could be debt free again. Now, why is that important? Because Dave Ramsey's story is this. I had huge success and went bankrupt and I got out of it the right way. And you can too, if you do what I did. And so here's the lesson. When, if, if you see somebody who's a huge success and they say, hey, I'm successful, and if I can do it, you can do it, that's half the truth. The full truth is, if I can do it, you can do it, if you do what I did. And that's the beauty of Dave Ramsey's Mm -hmm. plan, is that plan, it doesn't matter where you come from, you can do that plan. It uh, (laughs) It doesn't take a high school education, it doesn't take, uh, you know, a huge, huge shovel of income. It doesn't take, you know, it's it's for anybody. Yeah. What does it take? Daily discipline. Daily doing the right things. Daily being a little better today than I was yesterday. That's that's what it takes. So I love the fact that he 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 said I I knew I could. Dave's story inspired me because Dave's story is how he did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's another, and it's another call out to the value of us telling our stories. Though, if we're going to go out there and be an influencer, we need the credibility of having a story, of having been 
at X, as I, as I led the show off with at not much or, you know, not where we wanted to be and having gone to X, Y, Z, and then helping people achieve that. So here's another one, Cindy Wallace Sipes. She says, my mom's example is what inspired her and the drive to break family cycles. Um, and I asked her, I know her a little bit, and I said, I'm betting you had family that did not break the cycles. So was it your mom specifically who inspired you to do so? Do so? Uh, and Cindy says, my mom was strong and independent and was the only one to leave the nest. She joined the military. She ended up with my father, who was abusive. She finally got the strength to leave him. She dated but never married again because she had set boundaries and was unable to find someone who would respect them. She still hadn't broken the cycle, but she gave me a glimpse into how that could be achieved. I just like the testimony, Tom, because it wasn't a black and white, perfect little tidy up one that she cites somebody who inspired her that did not come to some epic fruition herself, but it was enough. It was enough more. And it honestly reminds me and and folks, I had uh, shoot Tommy Breedlove. I think I actually had him on my what drives you podcast though. So it may not have been here on Ziggler. So what drives you podcast, but Tommy Breedlove, you can look up, look him up and he has a story, really hard story ultimately ended up in jail and a primary catalyst for him getting out was a guy who was also in jail, an older man who was in jail, but saw something in him kind of mentored him a little bit. Well, I wanted to dig into this. And so I asked him about the story and it's not a great story. That guy who helped who Tommy cites is this is a, he would have been on his Tommy's wall of gratitude as Zig had. And, uh, and yet Tommy says, you know, actually later in life, I got myself cleaned up, got my act did, and he really kind of fell back and uh, ultimately just went to a point to where we're, we're not really connected and he doesn't really want to be. So it's not a great story. And yet he still was a catalyst. To me, that was just of interest as we look at the things that can be, that can mentor us, that can inspire us. It doesn't have to be the perfect story out there to do that. It's amazing what we can glean from. Maybe that's the moral of my point there, uh, Tom. 100%. Terry Johnson. Uh, Terry is always giving good comments. He's our Australia guy with a really su- successful life insurance company that has his family work within. Just a neat, inspiring story. And he says his catalyst was a book that he, he says, quote, borrowed when I was living in a friend's garage when I was 19 and at a low point in my life. Uh, it was success through a positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill, an oldie, but it set me in motion for a lifetime of learning and self-improvement. It was what I needed at the time. He said, I still have that book 33 years later. Reminds me kind of the, this story that I, we were just, uh, we just replayed again of Seth Godin. And it was that tape of Zig Ziglar that he played. Well, I can't remember what it, he said, like 72 times till it broke and he had to buy another set for a hundred bucks, which is exorbitant or something back then. Uh, and this leads to that, this aspect, Tom, of that we're, we kind of keep coming back to in, in various shows recently of for most of these people, it wasn't a one hit wonder. It wasn't, man, I had this exposure. I had this word of wisdom. I had this person who said something, whatever one time and that changed everything. It's hardly ever it. No, it's, it's, I did this over and over and over ad nauseum, which man, it's just, it's so hard to do Tom, because we have something new to look at, to listen to every single moment at this point. Yeah. And, you know, and I look at it and 
what is that axiom when the when the student is ready the teacher will appear yeah 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 and yeah. and you know a lot of people um you know they think that the teacher is going to be the wise sage uh you know a bolt of lightning and a lot of times it is you are reading something and you're hoping and your brain says what if what if this is true and that's kind of the secret of dad's message is he he presents the message in such a way where you you identify with him you say golly he's had a struggle he had hard times he made mistakes and he lost you know and had to start over and then he found this this truth and then this truth and and then your brain says, well, what if I try it? Because it worked for them and you identify with that person and that gets you going, that gets you on the track. And when you, when you're, when your mind is open in that position of need, right, where you're, where you're really unhappy with where you are and you're, you're really concerned about where it's going to go to next and a little bit of hope, when you follow that hope up with an action that moves you closer to it and you get a result, it's like it's, it's it's like there's a connection that's there. It's like, wait a second, I thought I didn't have options. I thought it didn't matter what I did. Wait a second, I, I, I can make choices and those choices have an impact and those choices take me closer to or further from where I'm trying to go. So I better know where I'm going and I better make sure they're the right choices. Yeah. And now he says 33 years later, he still has the book. And Terry, if you're listening, I bet uh, every now and then when life gets you down, what do you do? You pull out that book. You go back to the foundation. You know, the John Wooden. This is a basketball. This is how we tie a shoe. And when you go back to that foundation, hope gets ignited again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have some of those. Call I'll call them trophies. Those things that I look at. I don't have to pull it off the shelf, man, just to see it, just to witness it and just have that reminder, have that feeling. Well, here's another Jamie McClellan. He says it was guys like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Jeffrey Gittimer, and others, along with the internal drive to just want to better my, be better for myself. To this day, I have no formal education other than a high school diploma. I started in sales. I had no idea what I was doing. I ran across a Jeffrey Gittimer YouTube video and from there was introduced to countless others that made it, that helped me make it from not much. I often say I came from nothing, not to diminish my beginnings, but to magnify the blessings uh, that I've been fortunate to experience. And I ask again, did he go seeking these resources? Because I think a lot of people, we tend to, we're hoping that something will find us. And, and that generally these people went out and found it. And he says, technically, yes, um, I did go out seeking those, but I don't know exactly what I was looking for other than at the time I was needing to learn the art of negotiation. That's how I found Jeffrey Gittimer. From there, I was introduced to self-improvement. And here I am 15 years later. I like that testimony because Jeffrey Gittimer is, is best known just as for sales. That's where like Zig started and how often we can have that area of expertise and use it to reach people at a deeper level. I also like uh, Jamie's testimony here. He says, no formal education other than a high school diploma. That's, that's my camp right there. So uh, fist bump <laughs> to Jamie. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to give a shout out to Kyle Wilson. Uh, Kyle's a good friend. He's, a, he's really uh, one of the top marketing guys. He's the one who worked with Jim Rohn. 
built Jim Rohn's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember sitting with Kyle one day and, and, and Kyle said, Hey, um, I want to, I want you to uh, allow me to put a free Zig Ziglar. I don't know if it was a cassette tape or a CD at that time. This is a while back. I don't know if we'd made the shift. He says, I sell all these programs. and I want to give away one of your talks one of your dad's talks in there. And of course we've always sold them, you know, even a single CD, we would license it. And he says, but I want you to give it away. And I said, Kyle, why, why is that? And he said, everybody has an ear for somebody. Hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you know, there's people who love Zig Ziglar. There's people who love Jim Rohn. There's people who love Jeffrey Gittimer. And you don't, they don't know until they get the taste, until they hear. And when it resonates with them, then their whole horizons open up. And so Jamie uh, gets Gittimer, and I'm sure Gittimer said he was influenced by Zig Ziglar yeah, and absolutely. all these things because he's, he's a great guy and he's very passionate and he's got his niche. But he said, you know, and dad, dad, the, the foundation dad said was, you know, you can have all the right skills in the world. And if you're the wrong person, it's not going to do any good. You don't got any staying power. And so that's whenever you find the top in some field who's got balance, you know, they're, they're never saying, Hey, I'm the only source. They're, they're saying you've got to be well-rounded in life. And so I, and that's why I love and respect so many uh, thought leaders who are quick to give credit to who they learn from. Yeah. Be- because if they introduce somebody to Zig Ziglar and then Zig Ziglar says another name, this person really influenced me and they go and get that. And then that changes their life. That's the purpose, right? That's the goal. Oh, I want to, I want to pick on that Tom, because yeah, there are, there was a, a book I read recently, a great book. It takes nothing away from the message, but I was a little, I struggled a little bit with the guy with, with the author, sourcing some things that are pretty well known and not giving credit and just want people to hear that, man, if you are an influencer out there, uh, you, I think you get more credibility by crediting all the people that you got this information from. I think people have a harder time thinking that anyone at this point came up with something totally revelatory, totally new. Uh, you might have, you get your own perspective, your own flavor, but to come up with something totally new, I mean, Solomon said a long time ago, there's nothing new under the sun. So to credit people and Tom, you and I have done it here a few times too, uh, where you come up with something, go, man, I, I literally don't know if I came up with this or if I came up with it somewhere else. And you know, you've, you're just now finishing up your, your second book. And, uh, as I've written mine, I've done that a couple of times to say, I really, I really strove to source everybody. I know there's some stuff in here that came from people and I just can't remember. I'm so sorry. So many thanks to you in my acknowledgements, the no name people, but that, uh, you get credit for being a messenger, for being a, a curator. I really like that word. That's one that Michael Hyatt has adopted as much as he has, I think, come up with brilliant stuff. He's really known for and comfortable with the term of being a, a curator. Well, you know, in, in this, it was, I love the testimonials that were given here. Uh, Tom, they, I couldn't have asked for better testimonials to back up the point of this story. We started off with your dad of somebody who stumbled upon good information and for whatever reason decided to take it in and make that change. I think I want to just end on expounding that. I mean, you know, to what you said, how are we transforming 
or feeding our transformation. I mean, if we're putting positive input in, we're way ahead of the game. Um, but just the, the, the charge to look at the specific, what, what message do you need most? Man, if you find somebody, whether it's Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn or whoever it may be who speaks to that, how many times, well, you can have a number, Tom. The, the, the stat is how many times do you need to listen to something before it, I don't know, you fill in the blank, before it, what takes root, before it really is programmed in? I think dad said before you, before you can finish the sentence, before it becomes who you are. And I believe it's 17 times. Okay. Okay. Well, I hear 16, I hear 17. So let's just do one extra 17 to be sure. There we go. 17 times or whatever, whether it's 20, but how many people, myself included, because it's, it's so difficult. I want the next new thing. How many books that really were compelling, convicting, impacted me? Have I read 16 times? How many messages have I listened to? Podcasts, if it was a podcast, whatever, 17 times. Man, I want to go on to the next one. Granted, if you're listening to the same person, you hear some of the same threads. I think here on the Ziegler Show, do you need to listen to the same podcast? Same episode, I mean, 17 times? Maybe not, because we're overlapping threads a lot. But to listen to 17 episodes uh, and to, to drill that in. It, again, Tom, man, I'm always preaching to myself. Um, but good things. Okay, my, my takeaway is feeding the transformation. Actually, that's probably be the title of the show, Tom. So you get credit for that. I'll send you royalties. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, I only want 100% of the royalties you don't give. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> this has got to have you motivated to not just be taking in great resources, but I feel much of the testimony is to put those great resources on repeat. Don't just hear them. We got to absorb and learn them. And I'm preaching to myself again. Uh, today, we've got so much access to new stuff every moment, and we seldom repeat a message we really need to hear. And uh, as you heard that said 20 times, I 17 times, but I'm going to say 20 times, the digest, let it take root. But my goodness, if you listen to something three times in a row, five times in a row, 10 times in a row, so powerful as opposed to once or even twice. Coming up in episode 927 of The Ziggler Show, I bring you Jeff Brown. And our topic is really supportive of what I just said. His new book is Read to Lead. And we talked about the power of books, though they're a vehicle for a message. And the power that is in not just reading, but in learning. So how are we missing this? How can we read to really make a positive impact in our lives? Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>